0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of our leaders, Tuesday mornings, live through our video conferencing with First Seder Bis Madrash. I'm here in Cleveland, logging in to Philadelphia. You could become a part of this wonderful program as well, or their starrim. Look at their website and you'll be able to join the different shiurim interactive. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners. Hobez Hashem be joining the shiurim. Shurim, the series sponsored by Rabitzak Saflis and Bottom Line Marketing Group. is a schus for him, for the listeners, and for Kala Yisrael. Okay, <clears throat> we began last week talking about the Chachmei Ashkenaz, with the Talmud of the Maril, the Marivayel. And we are continuing now with the Atkufa. I'm going to talk about what's the person known as the Trumas Hadeshan. also someone... Was one of the foundations of our Halachis of Ashkenaz, and his name was Rabbi Yisrael Isrlin. Now, Isrlin wasn't a last name, Um, Isr is a nickname for Yisrael, like a Yiddish name for Yisrael. Yisrael, Isr very often go together. So, Isrlin is um, the nickname for Yisrael, like Yisrael, Isr, Isrlin. Now, he was born be'erech around the year 1390, we mentioned this last week, Kufnun, 1390. His father's name was Rebsachia. His father was an enical, a grandchild of, or descendant of, Reb from Krems. He is the author of the Hagoyis Ashri, on the Rosh, in the back of your Gemara. there's those little words on the side, called Hago, Hagoyis Ashri, Reb excuse me, from the city of Krems. Um, was the author of that, and his father, Rebsachio, was an Einikol of Yisrael Mikrems. Now, in the Seder HaGet, in the back of Chuvas Mari Mints, Ois Chaf Aleph, there is a, uh, there's a copy of a get there, or a of HaGet, that the Tshumas HaDashin is signed on, and he signs his name Yisrael ben Rebsachio Krems. So it sounds like he used that sort of as a last name for himself, um, assuming that it's coming from his yichos back to his grandfather Rabbi Yisrael Mikrems, Mikremz, which is um, probably who he was named after as well. So it sounds like he actually used that as sort of as a last name. Now we'll see. He himself was in the city of Krems also, so perhaps that's uh, why he used it as well. But it's more mstaber because of his great grandfather Rabbi Israel Mikremz. Now his mother's name was Brindle. Now the Sefer Leket Yoisher, we mentioned it last week, and this week is even more extensively, almost, or a lot of the shir is from the Leket Yyshir, who was a Talmud of the Chumas HaDashen, who wrote to Halakim, Arachayim, and Yoradeya, which are on Hugais, Mises, Chuvas, all from the, or most a lot from the Chumas HaDashen. We quoted from the Marivai last week as well. So on page 7, over there it goes with pages. Um, it's always quoted as pages. And it's talking about the halach of a woman not reciting, obviously, the bracha of Shalaya Sani Isha in the morning. And does she write, recite the bracha of Shasani Kirtzainai, like it says in Tor Simon Memvav? And he writes there, that the Chumazadeshin didn't agree that she should recite this bracha. Kiima, his mother, she used to recite instead of Shalaya Sani Isha, Shalaya Sani Behema, that I wasn't made an animal. So that was a bracha that his mother, um, Brindel used to make. Now, where was he born? It's not 100% clear. All this, the uh, historians want to say that he was born in the city of Regensburg, which is southeast Germany. And the only way they know that is because in Leket Joysher, page 24, he says, um, the, he's quoting the Trumas Hadeshin himself, who says that, I know a story about myself. <laughs> That I once made a vow while I was sick, Lisa le Regensburg al Kivre to go to Regensburg to the Kvarim of my ancestors. So they all assume it means his father's Kavar in Regensburg, and that's why they assume that he was born there. I don't know of any other indication of where he was born. Now he had an uncle, one of the Gedaitli Hadar, his name was Urbarin, either Flumel or Blumel, and he was from the city of Krems, probably again, because that's where the family came from. And um Krems is near Vienna, by the way, as we'll see. And um he um he in uh, in L'ke-Jayusha, page one hundred five he writes that after the passing of Rav Ravyakal was the Rav of Vienna, the El Mariner of The city of Vienna sent a letter to Krems to Rebarin Zasal, his uncle, to move his yeshiva from Krems to Vienna. And Rebarin, Zechariah answered back a letter, and it was written without any change, any shinoi in the writing. Now it was on Chalamite. Now on Chalamite, you're not supposed to write in a normal fashion. And Rebarin said, the reason is because Getting a rub to a city is called Sarche Rabbim. It's called the needs of the Rabbim. Vinichtav and Belishinui and Sarche Rabbim could be written without a Shinui. Says the Trumas Hadeshin quoted over there in Lekha Jaisher. And I don't believe that, he says, because even though it was a Sarche Rabbim, but he wasn't moving on. It was just about moving in the future. So he didn't feel that it was so pressing that it could be written without a shinoi. And therefore he said, the Shumas HaDashan argued on his uncle and he said that it should be written with a shinoi. And in fact, in Shuma HaDashan, Simon Peihei, in this Shaila, he writes, I saw one of the gedolim. he doesn't say who it is, but it was his uncle, who wrote, I'm writing what I believe is true and that it should be written with a shinoi. Now, he went, the Jumas and went to learn by his uncle, um, it seems, first in Krems and then in Vienna. So now this is quite a distance from Regensburg, all the way from Regensburg, Southeast Germany, to uh, to Vienna or to Krems. How do I know that he learned by him in Krems? Because in um Jäsher, page 7, he writes over there, um, that he wanted to uh, travel to Kiv in Regensburg, like we said, the the uh, the nether that he made, and he says, either I was going from Meir, Vienna, or Meir Krems, Samoch, Vienna. I was either going from Vienna, or from Krems near Vienna, the Shail over there of Hattar's Nedarim. Um, but the point is, it seems clearly he was in Krems by his uncle, learning there, and then he followed him to Vienna to learn there as well. Um... And he's he was considered he considered his uncle Rebarn as his Rebbe Muvuk. That was his primary Rebbe. In um or Akhaim and Lakajisha, like page sixteen, he writes about someone who's getting up to learn early before day day break. Does he recite Torah? He says, Mayri Dai Diakadesh, Maraina of Arn, he Yeshiva. He told us in Yeshiva, Shua Nayag, Levarich, that he actually made Torah like the Allah has brought down in Shahanarach, Bekhainani Nayak Acharov says the Shumasadeshan, and I do the same thing. Um on page um on page 22, he writes, When I was very young, I, I talked to my uncle, my Rebbe, and this is talking about the bracha of either Sim Shalom or Shalom Rav. And he says that we said, as the Anshayi Knesset Zegedaila said, that you have to say a bracha of Shalom. They didn't compose one or the other. He says this composition of Shalom Rav or Sim Shalom. I'm not sure what he means, if he means one was the... It sounds like that they didn't say it an exact... Nusuch, and he says later on there was different compositions, Shim Shalom or Shalom Rav, but neither of them really make a difference as long as you say one of them. So therefore, he says I paskin that let's say you by mistake started and said Shalom Rav um, in the morning, even if you remember before the bracha Baruch Atah Hashem, you don't have to go back because you said the bracha, you said a bracha of Shalom. Um, and uh, if you look in Simen Kufchav Zayin, in the Bir Allah over there, he says that if you remember before you got to the bracha, you should go back to the beginning and say the proper one. But this was the Chumas HaDashin's Psak. He said that he handled in front of his Rebbe um, when he was Bimei Charfi, very young. And he mentions his Rebbe many times in his Sfarim, and that's pretty much the only Torah we know from Rabarin. Narabaran was killed al Kiddush Hashem, like I said before. He called him Hakadosh when he was already an older man in the Gzaira of, of Vienna. We mentioned this last week at the end of the year about the Machzer that went from uh, from Gzera's Vienna um, that the Marivaal and the Machrumas Hadeshin had Agais on his Machzer. What happened? This was Yud Sivan Kufpe in fourteen twenty. They, um, there was a blood libel, and they took all the Gedolim of the, uh, the, the leaders of the community and the Rabbanim, and they wanted them to convert, and they put them in jail. And then eventually, it lasted um, from Sivan to the next year, Nisan, as we'll see in a moment, almost a year and uh, 10 months. And then eventually, 400 people in Vienna were burnt, Al Kiddush Hashem. Um, and his reb, reb Aaron in page thirty seven in Yeridaya the Lechachosha says in the Gzeiras Vina Hayum Rabbi Babinstein they tortured him of Aaron. and when he came home from the uh, from the torture. So, he asked numerous times for something to drink. And it sounds like it was like a dangerous for him to drink water in the sta- state he was in. But he kept on asking, and they finally gave him a drink of water. And after he drank the water, he made a shaka, he drank the water. Nisvakas he to Sheva Shemayla, he was Nifter, Hashem came damai. Um, and the Lekha Joshua, one uh, page 112, writes I heard from the Chumas Adeshin many times that he told us about the story of the Gezerah of Vienna, Hashem Yikam Dammam, to his Talmudim. Most of the time he told it to us was on Tishabov. Now in the Chuvas Chumas and Raishma Malif. He says, Yadina Nuvdo, he's talking about a story that happened later with agunais but he said, um, or yeah, uh, not with Agunais with different type of tsaras we'll see in a moment, with ladies being uh, kidnapped and captured. He says, we know about a story between us of Xeris Ostrich, in the uh, the, the um, imprisonment and the Xeris of Ostreich, that's Austria, that's Vienna, that began on Yud Sivan of 1420. Ad kuf of Taz Nisan until Taz Nisan of fourteen twenty one, that there were many women who were shvuyais, that they were taken captive and the yirachidos many of them they were alone for many days because what they did was he says he says they separated them in order that the ladies shouldn't have any uh, any anyone to support them and hopefully they were hoping that they would um, that they would uh, either be seduced by them or they should or they should uh, convert velaser in and he gives all different things that happened to them, and he says, the Shilah came in front of all the G'dayli hadarvi tirukulam, and they were Matar, all them, I guess they felt they were all considered ainas, they were all considered force, and they were Mutter um, to their husbands. He then goes in the Tshuva, and he talks about why that is, and he wanted to, that was a similar situation he was dealing with. Now, so this was where this Reb Aaron was killed. Now, Rabbi Aaron actually had a young son who was forced to convert, and he actually, as he got older, he never returned back to Yiddishkeit, unfortunately. And in Shuvas Maril Chadasha Simukov Samach there's actually a shaila over there about the Arusha. Should it go to that son, or should it go to the other relatives, or not, since he is uh, converted and not a yid anymore? And because of this story, this is why the Maril, and this is why the Trumas Hadeshin, whenever they refer to Rebbe Aaron, they call him HaKadosh Rebbe Aaron, because he was killed after being tortured, al Hashem. Now, as he said, the Gezeira went till test Nisan 1421. So on page 116 of Archaim, like Yosha says, that that was the day he fasted for the Petira of his mother, the Chumash HaDashin's mother, she was killed al Hashem in that Gezeira of Austria and Vienna, Hashem, Yika, dama Nisan of 1421. Now, the, say, the historians say he also learned by Reb Nossen from Igra. We mentioned him last week. Now, Igra is what's called today Cheb, C-H-E-B, which is like the western border of Czechoslovakia, the border with Germany. So it's pretty far also from, from Vienna, from Austria. Exactly when he learned by him, not 100% um, clear. In his Sefer of Psakim, the Chumas HaDashin, in Simon Reshen, and Zion, he writes, that they didn't really finish the Shaila in front of Hayashish Merein Rav that they didn't actually give him the whole story when he passed him the Shaila, the old one, Rav and he explains why, and then he says at the end, but If you show him what I say, and he still says the Pesach is like he said, so then my words will be betel and they like, will be totally bottle. So this is, I think, why they assume that he was the Talmud of his, he calls him Mareinu and he calls him Um There are others that he calls myri as well, but it was pashtus more that they were from the Gadaili Hadar, um, I'm not sure how we know Reb and Igro wasn't in that category, but I'm just relating to what I saw on the different told us. He has Shailas, he wrote to the Marzach, we mentioned the Marzach last week, Reb Zalman uh, Kayin, the Maril, the Marivayil, and all the Chachmei Hadar, there's many chuvas back and forth between them. Now his wife's name was Shundel, and she was a smart woman, she was a person who knew Halacha, in Yaradei of Lekajisha 19, pages 19 and 20, there's a Chuva in German that she answered in Hilches Nida, Basham her husband to the lady, and she signs it Shundalin Aishus Marie, Shundalin, the wife of Um Marin Yisrael. In Arachayim, page 80, he says that Ashes Hagoin Bay Dekes shala, in bedikas chametz, if a lady is believed to do bedikas chametz, so he writes that the Chumash wife would do the bedikah in her own room. He allowed her to do it. And in our page twelve, he says, "I remember that the Chumash Hadashin on his talis had a hider that the atarah should be a bluish like tchelis." Aval ishtai, but his wife once gave him a talis, and the atarah was red. So, it really wasn't what he liked, but he still used it for a number of days or for many days. Sounds like because for Shalom she gave him this present, so he used it. They had six sons and one daughter that we know about. One of his daughters in law was actually a, the daughter of his Talmud, Rabbi Yaina. is the author of the famous Sefer Iser Veheter Ha'aruch on, uh, on Iser Veheter um, that's quoted all the time in, in by the Rama and in, in Shulchan Aruch. Um, is quoted all the time, it was written by Rabbi Yaino. we don't know much about him, but he was the Tshubba Sedashin's Talmud and his Mechutin as well. So now about the year 1427, we'll see in a moment how we know that, he went to live in the city of Marburg. Now, this is a little bit of an interesting thing here. There are two cities this could be. In some of the Taldus, the Talusism Khanyu Yerushalayim, in the beginning of Lekajaischer, they say it's referring to a city called Marabar, which is in Slovenia, which is near Austria, which is near this area that he's in, Vienna, Krems. It's near this area, and as we'll see <coughs> later on the year, there's for sure that he used to go back and forth to this Marabar from his city of Neustadt of Austria was close by. So that is one place it could be. Now, however, in there's a Chumas Hadeshen put down by Mikhail Chochma Shleimay, which has like an 80-page hakdama and his Taldas and everything, and they say it's referring to the city of Marburg in Germany, in Hessen, Germany, which is about 90 kilometers north of Frankfurt, a totally different area. So I'm not 100% sure, I'll just tell you, this is the two options that are given in the Taldas. Um, from the area that he stuck to, it sounds more like it would be in Slovenia, but again, how do we know? Um, and that's why he's called Marie Marfork in his in his uh, in the lo- the local. Sometimes the contemporaries called him Mari Yisrael Marfork because he was the rav in this city of Marfork, whichever one it is. Now, how do we know 1427? Because in his Psakim and Siman Tezvav, which is a continuation of Siman Yud Aleph, about a harsha that was written in the year. 1457, Rashid Zion, and he says, This has been 30 years since I began, I came to the city of Marfork. Which would assume about 1427 is when he came to that city. Now in Marfork, um, he had a yeshiva and many talmidim. Many of the talmidim of that yeshiva became the G'dayli Ador of the next generation. Now, in a a Aget that we mentioned before from Chuvas Mari that he signed, That was in the year reisch Gimel. that was in 1443, and that was signed in the city of Neustadt. Neustadt is known as Wiener Neustadt, Wiener Neustadt, which is in Austria. So again, if he was in Slovenia, it's about 200 kilometers from Neustadt, uh, 200 kilometers Neustadt's 200 kilometers north. If he's coming from Germany, that's a long trip, it's about 850 kilometers southeast of Marburg of Germany. Now, the Leka Jehoesher was his Talmud in Neustadt, um, And he writes on page 31 of Arachim, I remember the yeshiva Neustat, the regular yeshiva was in the house of Reb Shalom. Reb Shalom from Neustat was the Rebbe of the Maril. He was also called Reb Shalom of Ostrich. He's quoted him in Hagi Maril many times. He wasn't alive anymore. He was nifter. I think, in about 1413. But his yeshiva, be his son might have been there. His yeshiva was there, um, and it was in the house of Reb Shalom. Well, Yasham Arnabesaknes, not only was a yeshiva, they had an ara and a shul there as well. And sometimes the Chumas Adeshin would also take his go to to learn in the Yeshiva there, but he had his own yeshiva, Yeshiva But the Chumasadeshin had his own yeshiva in his own house. Now beside for the yeshiva in his own house, he had a shul in the house that was connected to him. Um, in our in our in page um, one eleven, we're talking about when you take off your shoes, tishuba by the student of Masekes or by Ma'iriv. So he writes that he used to go with his shoes in the shul, asher bevei siravi Cheskel in his shul, which was in the house of Rabbi Cheskel. Sheyadato shall kol You know it was one big house, so it was like a connected house, Rabbi Cheskel's house, and in that house was the truma Shadeshan and shul. So the yeshiva was in his own house, and the shul was in the house that was connected. Now on page 20 he writes, in his own shul, he, where, was, where did he sit? On the northern side, next to the Arun Ka'idish, and a little bench, called a little stool called a zaidol. Upanov kineged Arun, and he would face forward, um, I mean there was an Arun Kaidish, and then there was another like bookshelf next to it, and he faced the bookshelf, of, his back was to the people. So he didn't face the tzibur, he faced forward. Many of the Ashkenaz, uh, Rabbanim face, and still do, face forward. Now on page 32 it says, And he didn't want that there shouldn't be a minion in his shul, um, if he was able to make sure that it was there was always a minion. Even if he wasn't in the city, he would tell the Bachrim they should daven there. Except Yomim and Tfilas Geshem, and Megillah, he would go with all the Bakrim to the Bais HaKnesses, shell call. He would go to the main Bais HaKnesses. In one place I think it says that he still had a minion, Lane Megillah, in his own shul, not to be Mavato, but he went with all the Bachrim, most of the Bachrim to the main shul. Now on page 54, he says one time that because there was troops, um, they weren't able to read the Parsha Shavua. Remember, we said this last week as well from the marivail. And the next Shabbos, it says the Chumas HaDashin said in his base HaKneses, they should read last week's Sedra plus this week's Sedra, make it up. But in the base HaKneses of the Tzibur, the main shul, he did not tell them to lane last week's Parsha to make it up, only the current week's Parsha. And he said the reason is, Shu It's a funny thing, it's a funny thing, you're laning two Parshas in one week. You don't do such a thing for the main Tzibur. And that's in Chuvas Maril HaChadosh's Kuf Membez, Beis, he says the same thing. The Minig is not to make up the missed Parsha. Not like we said last week for the Marival in Erfurt that he told them to make up the missed Parsha. Now let's talk about his Chasidus and his precious. He was like the original chasid the ashkenaz Rebbeuda-Chassid and the Rekeach, those that we talked about a long time ago, and especially their attachment to Kabbalah. Um, in Archaim 120, he says, Ikar al-Derech Dikr davening is, for those who know, to do it B'derech um, Said with Kabbalah. On page 18 it says that before Kriyashma he would say, Kel Melech Neman. There's a whole Shailah, if you do it, you don't. And he said the reason is, I'll pick Kabbalah. Um, on page um, 84 he says that uh, by the Seder that he told me, he says, that every person has to pick up his cup by Behisha Amda, even if he doesn't know the side the Kabbalah, the secrets of Kais Yeshuei's Esa, he should still pick it up. And have and say, my is whatever the was. That's a way of like attaching yourself on to someone else's Kabbalah. On page 129 it says, He would learn his Shah. His Shah was his set time for learning. He would learn Kabbalah, so he would close the door. The Chidon, Shem Magdalim, says that he'd use practical Kabbal as well, Kabbal And When there were times of um, tragedy, and there were times of Tzara, he would do wondrous things. So he was able to save Kla Yisrael with his wisdom. Now on page 138 it says there, someone who has a Kul Naim, a nice voice, He has to sing pleasantly. This is also a covet. He's talking about on Yom Kippur. When you're not mechabed with food, you're mechabed, Yom Kippur, in other ways. One of the ways is to sing nicely. The tefillah, that's called a kibut for Yom Kippur. Now he was a big singer, and on page 17 it says that he would be menagein, in Baruch Sha'amar, now I thought this meant the whole P'suket de Dezimra, but it doesn't mean that. It means only Baruch Sha'amar. It would take him three quarters of an hour, his singing of Baruch Sha'amar. Levad and besides the other Mizmarim of P'suket de Dezimra, that he didn't say very quickly either, Shalomar Amar Now before Baruch Sha'amar they would say Shema Yisrael, like we say, a lot of us say during Karban Shema Yisrael. That's what they would say. They would say Shema Yisrael. Brought down in Orchis Chaim, Bashem Rabbi you say Shema Yisrael before. Brought in the Ramah, Simim and Vav, So it says that one time during the days of Slichas, he told the Bachram, Why are you all leaving the Shul before Shema? It meant before the Shema of the Zimra, Baruch Shamar. Now he says, says Why were they leaving? Some were leaving, some of them were going to learn. Why? <coughs> because from Rishchidosh Elul, till Yom Kippur, on the weekday, and Slichas was the weekday, he would be minagin b'varuch shamer kimat shah achas. So then add out another 15 minutes, it would take him come out an hour. The Bacharim, I guess, couldn't handle it, and some of them went out to learn. They'll come back in an hour to continue with regular p'suke, um, the Zimra. On page 129, it says that he wouldn't eat bosur parava agalim, whether it's a cow's meat or agalim, calf's meat, and Rosh Hashanah because it reminds of the Maisse Hoegel. But he would have fish on Rosh Hashanah, because in Ashkenaz or in Austrian, whatever the language he was talking, it's called Berbin, which is a name also for Rachamim, for some type of Rachmanis. Um, I don't know exactly you know, someone maybe who knows German would be able to tell me how that what it means. It also says on page 140 on Yom Kippur he wouldn't wear anything that was leather, not just shoes. also Leather comes from a cow from a cow, the Maizah On page one forty one, Lely he would the Shamish would announce Listen to the whole kahila. should know that Mareinu Rebissolon is Mavakish Mikhila from all of you. He asks forgiveness. And anyone who has a, a monetary claim that thinks that he passed in the, incorrectly, wait till after Yom Kippur and come to him and he'll try to rectify it. Says the Lekajoshaloi Reisi Shabbach I don't remember anyone ever coming. On page 140 he said that on Yom Kippur you have to make sure to give your animal to eat called Sarcha all of its needs. Why? Because you have to be merachim on your animals in order that Hashem shall be merachim on you. It was a way of invoking Rachmanus. Now on page 119, the Tshumas HaDashin said he heard from Abshalom of Austria, we mentioned him before, that the reason why Teira and Ashkenaz was Makuyam more than other lands, why it had Akiya more than other lands, because the business they used to do in Germany very often was lending, money lending. They would lend to the guy money in Beribis. And since they didn't have to do physical work, it was an easy way of making money, they had a lot of time to learn Tyra. And even if you didn't have time to learn, you could be mechazik l'aim dey Tyra, from the prophets. He says, but now that the Goyim are trying to stop this business, the reason is because people were stopped using the prophets for Lime dey Tyra. If we stop using the profits for Lem de Torah, Hashem takes away that avenue of Parnassah. He says, because really the fact that we're able to lend the Goyim money with interest is a nes The Goyim that could just kill us and beat us up. Why? Why would they be maskim to pay us interest? That's a neis. Meis May but now, if you're not using that money to support Tyra to learn taira, so Subita Sadin comes along and says what's going on over here. So therefore that's why he says now there's gazerus that are not allowing us to be moneylenders because we're losing that opportunity. And this also goes into the Pasuk Urrasha Loyakimesatyra. That's included in the Ur of someone not supporting Tyra. Now in your 39. He would say like this, there used to be a title, you know, now the Yakis have a title of a chaver, someone who is a prominent, like Balabas, they give him a title of a khaver. In those days, they used to give it to Bacharim as well, and he used to say that when there's a Bachar who's no b'maysim v'chesed, he has good middays, he does things, he does chesed, but he's not so big in learning, it's more fitting to give him the title of chaver more than someone who's not Hagan B'maytsov, is not such a good person, not such a Balmideis, even though he has a Maila G'day Lobili he doesn't deserve the title of a just for being good in learning. And on page 58, he says, there was a Bachar who didn't want to lend his Gemara to others, and the, the Chumas Hadeshin told him, if he wants to lend, good, and if not, so then he shouldn't come to the yeshiva anymore. If you're not going to be a Bal Chesed and lend out Yisvarim, don't come to um, the yeshiva. Now, um, in his Hanivos, in in page 30, he was makbid. the Gabbai should not call him up as Mereinu Harav, just Reb Yisrael ben Reb Sachia. But when his children were called up, they were called up Ben Mereinu Harav. And he said, because I could be Meichel on my Kavid and not call me Meireinu. But my children, either they can't be Meichel or they don't want to be Meichel. <clears throat> and therefore that's why when you call them up you call them up, Ben Meireinu <clears throat> now, um, he was a very sick person in page 15 it says he had many sicknesses and he had a lot of pain his main sickness that he, was, that he suffered from was gout on page 70 it says um, <clears throat> one time he wasn't able to go outside to do Kiddush because he couldn't walk and he would like jump up and down in his chair um, with his body even though he wasn't able to jump uh, with his feet. On page 30 it says, He was, And when he couldn't stand he would sit by, but he would stand even though he wasn't able to stand he wasn't able to stand well, but he did make an effort to stand when they did Hagba, or when they brought the Sefer Terror back to the Arun because when the Sefer Terror is moving, that's an obligation to stand. So he made an extra effort. When the Sefer Terror is just being read from, it's stationary, there's only a hither to stand, so therefore, when he was in great pain, he didn't stand. Um, now, <coughs> um, what was his Derek and Limud? He continued the Messiah of Ashkenaz, which was Tapaskin with Taisvis, the Rosh, the Arzarua, the, the Maramirutenberg, the, the Mardchai. And those those svarim, um, he didn't have access to the Rishinim of svarad like the rashi, the ritzvah, the ran, the shach in his sefer tukva Kayan At the end of Simon ches, he writes um, that the chumas hadeshen Sharedavar Pasha pashes chumas hadeshen loy Ra'a Eluklal. He didn't see these Rishinim, the ramban, the ritzvah, and the ran. Is he's referring to there? Um Shareinim Eva Sabashumakam, he doesn't bring them anywhere. He only went, he only had access to when he only went with Khachme Ashkenaz. And the pre Khadish also, Yardza the Alephs of Khatan Yud says, Shumasadeshin Y Fahira, the Shumasadeshin Paskind, according to the Kiburim Shara, according to the Swarm that he had, the Vishiburi Mailoagdailim, these Khiburim, the Louis Vishinim Adailanis Bashit Um Bismani, in his time weren't spread out, he didn't have access to them. But he did have um Mishnah Torah Rambam. That he did have and that he used, that was already a even in Ashkenaz, to be Saimech on the Rambam. Now what are his Svarim? So the Sefer Chumas HaDashen is the Sefer that he arranged himself. Now, it's Shilas and Chuvas. The Taz in Shim Shin Chavches Kasiv says, Chumas HaDashen Shuatz It's well known that the Chumas HaDashen put together the Shailas himself. And the Shach in Kuftsadivav Siv Kotten Khaf writes, Halaynoida, Shashiles, Bichumas Hadeshin, Osam Marai Bala Atzmai. It's well known the Chuvus, the Chumas Hadeshin, did himself. Veloshah Shoaldu not that others asked him, Kimai Bipsak of Uksavav, like in his Sefer of So it sounds like the Taz and the Shach understood. <coughs> That the shilas that are in Shumas Hadeshan, he was Masader himself, and it sounds like from the Shach, he even made them up. They weren't necessarily shilas that were asked to him, but he asked the Shailah, and he wrote a tshuva on it. But it can't be all like that, because there are many shailas, um that are in Shumas HaDashen that could be found as well in the Chelek of Psakim. And in the Leket Yosher, a lot of time brings them with the names of the Shail or the Shaylas of Allah HaMaisa. So it's clear that some of those shayelahs were for sure real Shilas that he received. However, even though he received them, the Shach is saying he actually wrote the shayelah himself. In other words, he rewrote it, a lot of svarim, the Shailah is brought in the Sefer as it was sent. However, he wrote the shayelah, um, in his own Nusuch, not necessarily the way he received it. And that's why the Shach over there actually says, you could be mediac from the Shailah, what the Chumas Hadeshin meant. Over there, the Shailah was a little different than the Tshuva. So someone said, well, in the Tshuva, didn't say that, so you can't be mediac from the Shailah. And that was the Shach was saying, no, but if the Chumas Hadeshin put that in the Shailah, you could be mediac from that. Now the Sefer Lekit Yosheh that we've been quoting a whole day today is from his Talmud, Rabbi Yosef Yosel Ber Moshe, who was with him for at least 10 years. And in page Archaim, page 15, he says, shanim shayis the, In the 10 or more years that I was together with him. The second chelag of Chuma Hadashin is called Psakim Unksavim, or called Kisve Marai. Um, and that is a collection of his Psakim and of his Chuvis. From his talmidim, with these were the real, the actual tshuvas um, that were asked to him, um, the, um, are there in that chilek. There's also a sefer called Bir Maray al-Pirish Rashi al He wrote a Pirish on Rashi al There's a sefer called Lamid Vav Sha'arim, or sometimes he just calls it My Sha'arim, which are Psokim of Isser It's basically a likot, a compilation of the Paiskim of the Kadmainim that came before him that he paskined and he was deciding what the halacha is, mostly from the Sefer Dura from Rav Yitzchak Midura, is one of the basis of Ashkenaz, of Sifrei Yisr Vaheter. Now this Sefer, Lamedvav Sha'arim, was not in print till recently, but the Ramah did have the manuscript, and in Torah he brings it a lot, and Rav Nason Shap- Shapiroi, Shapira, the author of the Mavaisha Sha'arim, the Zayda of the Megala Mukais. we had a share about him in the summertime. And Shari Dura also had the Mavai Sharm and Shari Dura, also had the Ksavia. Besides for that, he had Haggai, his edits on the Shari Dura, which is sometimes also called Sha'arim of the Marai, or sometimes is called the Haqi Noig. This is how you should do, this is what the custom should be. In the Hakdama to Mavai Sha'arim, Rab Nosson Shapiro writes, "I had the Dinov of Upszakov v'Hachina Marai and the Hachina and the reason is because when he made the edits and his notes on the Shari Dura, most time he answered v'Hachina and this is how you should um, accustom yourself. So it became known as the Sefer Hachina of the Marai. Um, and these were notes that he had on the uh, the the and on the margins of the Shari Dura." Now, from all these different svarim, the Chumash Hadeshin became one of the main foundations of Psaq in Yisro Quoted all the time in the Paiskim, and the Ramon, and the Shach and the Taz. Quoted on uh, the Beis Yosef, the Chumash Hadeshin is quoted all over, based on all these svarim. Now, <clears throat> as we said before, he was he had he he had a lot of uh, machlus in Yerida, page fifty. It says, "I remember that he was weak and he was in his bed." Sometimes he would say, move my bed to the other side. He would make some type of excuse why he needed his bed, moved to the other side of the room. Sometimes he traveled from Neustadt to Marfaik. Now this Marfaik has to be um, Marabar, Slovenia, because he went back and forth numerous times. It can't be the Marburg of Germany. So now, this for sure was that Marfaik. Is this the same one that was his first Rabbonus? It perhaps would seem so as if he was going back and there, there back and forth numerous times. It was like his home turf, so to speak. Um, again, I don't know a Chloraya, but it would seem to me that way. And the Lekhi says he would go back and forth and he didn't give me reasons for it. And sometimes he would move out of his house for one year and then move back to the, ho- the original house. And he says, I still don't know the reason, but Mariner of Kalman told me that he thinks the reason is kavanosei litzar atzmai bishvila Chuva. And even though he was a man full of pain, but he was always trying to do inconvenient things for himself for tshuva. So he would say, move the bed from here to here, move out of his house to another house, move back to the original house, go to Marpur, come back to, to Neustadt. Over and over he was always doing things to inconvenience himself. Um... Now in Psukim Simen Kufchav Dalit, he says, he writes, he's right, And at that time, when you sent me this, Shiloh, um, unfortunately, So not only were his feet problematic, he says, I made problems with my hands. I wasn't even able to, um, to, to read your letter. Forget about, uh, write a letter back to you. Um, I was only able to glance at it um, because I had terrible problems with my hands. And in Yerideos, page 67, there's a chuva to the Maram mints that he writes, <coughs> um, I have the gout now in my hand. I'm not able to write myself. And therefore, I have to have other people write for me what I dictate. And therefore, I'm going to answer B'Ksara briefly. In Yerideos, page 83, he says that when we learn Sanhedrin together, we learned Sanhedrin and we got to Daf Memchess and over there in Daf Memchess it says the chayli by is kasha lechai Kemachal levatzerachai. It's so painful it's like needles being put into healthy flesh. So that says like a that chayli that the Gemara is referring to is gout. So the Truma when he was learning that he says he said k'medumeli it's not as painful as the Gemara makes it out to be. He says, before we even finish the Mesechta, which probably means that Seder, He was screaming with all of his might because he was in such pain, more than he cried any time before that. He never was in so much pain from his gout like in that moment. I never saw him in so much pain. And another time, when they got to such a situation, the Shema said, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. In other words, he felt it was an einish because Chazal say it's such a painful thing. And he said, I don't think it's so painful. At that moment, he was struck with such pain. So the next time such a situation came about, he said, I'll keep my mouth um, shut. Now, in Yerodeah, page 17, he says, before He shaved off his entire beard. He says, I'm not sure, says his Talmud, why he did that. He said because it's a refuel for his eyes. So we had his feet having issues, we had his hands having issues, and now we have his eyes having issues. Um, that we quoted before, he says, It's already over a month, I have a problem with my eyes. So, in that same letter, we said he was having a problem with his hands. He says, It's very hard for me to see and to look in the Gemara and the Tysus and the Chiburim. It's very hard for me with my eyes. So, now, as we said, that that was Erev Shabbos Nachamu before his petira. In Elul, there's a letter that's written by the Chumash addition's son, brought in the Lecha to the Lecha and page in Yerideh page ninety, and he writes the of L'shana Taiva, which sounds like it's an Elul time. He's telling him you should have a Shana Taiva, and he refers to his father Adoni Yavi Agayin Areni Mishkavai, that my father was nifter. So it seems between Shabbos Nachamu and at the end of Elul in the year um, fourteen sixty Reish Chaf. Um, because, um, because there's another letter in our 64, where it says, Aleph Kislev, Achar Reish Aleph. So it says, Aleph Kislev, and that was in the year, uh, Aleph, which is Kislev, the end of 1460. And it says, after he was Nifter. So it's clearly, in Shnas, Reish which is 1460, the summertime, between Shabbos and the end of Elul, of 1460 is when he was Nifter, assuming he was born in 1390, he was Ba'arech 70 years old. So now, when you learn Halacha, and when you learn Yerideya and you learn Beis Yosef, there are numerous ways that the Chumas Adashin is referred to. Sometimes it's Chumas Adashin. Sometimes he's referred to as Mem, Hei, Resh, Yud, Aleph. Meireinu Harav, Yud, Yisrael, Israel. Sometimes it's Mem, Hei, Resh, Aleph, Yud, which is Alif Yud is just for Iserlin, Maren Rav Iserlin. Sometimes he's called Marie Marfurg or Marie Marburg or sometimes just Marim, sometimes referred to as the Marim. Sometimes he's called Marie Neustadt or Maharin with a nun. And sometimes he's just called Marish, Maren Rav Yisrael, the Iser there is his Mechutin and Talmud, Rabbi and Iser calls him Marish. So therefore he has numerous names that he's called. It's all the same person. Either Maria, Marai, Marim, Marim, Marin, or Marish. So when you learn Halacha, you come across any of these. Rashi Tevis, it's referring to the Chumas Hadeshan, Schusa Yagin, Aleinu Valka Yisrael, Have a wonderful day everybody, and Kol